0: Everyone, my name is Brennan Marr, that noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and welcome to Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. I'm recording this on Thursday, and Thursdays lately have been the days where I've been running a series called Cinema and Star Wars. Discussing the cinema that influenced Star Wars as well as cinema that bears comparison with Star Wars. Today we're returning to the Master Kurosawa himself with his nineteen fifty Oscar winning classic Rashomon. Ah Seven Samurai maybe Kurosawa's (laughs) most defining film. But Rashomon might be his most complex. Rashomon is a Geki or period piece that tells the story of a murder But the story of the murder being conveyed by different witnesses. And all of them telling the story from their own point of view. Now, it's interesting because the reason I say point of view is because the four stories, the four points of view don't always line up with each other. So the idea that one could tell a story from multiple points of view, and yet have those points of view be contradictory, is a fascinating concept. And well done in this film. Now, this is a 1950 film. And this is really the film that put Kurosawa on the map. (laughs) Really the film that made Kurosawa well-known. Now, his great fame in the world stage would not come until you know, more recently, but it really, this is the movie that made him a star. Now it's very, very interesting that there is a concept that came, or er, that arose from this film. And that is called... The Rastramon Effect. Which we will get to in a minute, in bearing comparison with Star Wars. Now, this, the movie, of course, stars... some of Kurosawa's favorite people, such as the great Teshiro Mifune and the great Takashi Shimura, as well as many other familiar actors from his films. Now, it's a story of a rape and murder. were the story of a samurai woman and her husband who are set upon by a bandit. The bandit kills the husband and rapes the wife. But the story of how these events took place is told from the perspective of the bandit himself the wife who was raped, the the samurai who was murdered, and the woodcutter who found the body. The movie is interesting because it actually does not take place in the 16th century, which is in, when most judaigeki take place in uh, in Japanese films. This actually takes place in the 8th century in Kyoto. So that's a bit of a departure. Now the film is very good and complex in the sense that it, while Seven Samurai is fairly straightforward in its story, Rashomon is more involving In terms of its behavior with its audience. Meaning that it's not as straightforward. And the stories are contradictory. So it really plays more like a Christopher Nolan film. In the sense that it really involves the audience mentally. and that there's a lot going on, and so it really makes for a more complicated yet fulfilling experience. Uh, It won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival and received the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. And the concept of the Rashomon Effect has become a familiar term. It's the concept of the unreliability of eyewitnesses. So really there's a lot to take in with this film. Now in terms of scope, it's a small film. There are no big battles. There are no great cast castles and thousands of extras in costume. It takes place on a much more intimate level. And it's a bit more downbeat. And but the complexity and a psychological standpoint. It's psychological complexity is probably Kurosawa's greatest work in terms of being his deepest work. Rashomon is definitely worth the watch. The Criterion Collection has a great copy of it. In fact, the Criterion Collection has great copies of most of Kurosawa's films. And that's definitely the best place to get it, I think, because you, that is the best quality available. Now, as I said, Rashman really put Kurosawa on the map. And as time has gone on, his reputation has grown bigger and bigger. And in my opinion, rightly so. So Rashomon I highly recommend, and it is definitely worth the watch, and I hope that you enjoy it, but be prepared for something that's a little bit more involving than something like the Hidden Fortress or Seven Samurai. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and I'll be right back. So, here comes a word about our sponsor. Okay, we are back. Alright. Now, based on my description of this film, you may be wondering, what in the world does this have to do with Star Wars? Well, quite simply, point of view. Uh. You know, What does Obi-Wan tell Luke? What I told you is true from a certain point of view. Rashomon is all about point of view. Star Wars makes use of that in the idea that Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, and Darth Vader betrayed and murdered Anakin. That is true from a certain point of view. Obi-Wan puts it, and he says, Luke, you're going to find, what does he say? He says, Luke, you will find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own points of view. Ah, definitely, that is true of Star Wars. Now, obviously, the greatest example of point of view is that scene. Or at least that in Star Wars, the idea that Obi-Wan told Anakin. Sorry, Obi-Wan told Luke that Darth Vader had betrayed and murdered Anakin. Later, it was revealed that Darth Vader was indeed Anakin Skywalker. Luke asks Obi-Wan about this, and Obi-Wan says, what I told you is true from a certain point of view. The idea that Darth Vader is a separate person from Anakin, and that he killed Anakin, but thankfully was able to allow Anakin to reemerge and kill Vader. Quite ironically. So that's probably the most famous aspect of point of view in Star Wars. But. I believe that The Last Jedi. Has the most examples. Of point of view or the Rashomon effect. And I believe. That the director of The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, who also wrote it, has said that Rashomon was an influence. Well, The Last Jedi is all about point of view. Snoke, Kylo Ren, Ray, Luke, point of view features quite significantly. So let's discuss probably what stands out the most. And that is the story of Ben Solo's betrayal. We see three different tellings of that story. One from Luke, two from Luke actually, and one from Ben. The first telling we get is from Luke that doesn't really contain... ...does not really convey the entire truth. As he is withholding information... ...and as he is only... ...as he is withholding information... ...the flashback we see... ...is an incomplete truth. And that is of Ben Solo ringing the hut, crashing down on Luke's head right before he went and destroyed the Jedi Temple. Now, in Ben Solo's version of the story, where we see the flashback, we see Luke with the lightsaber standing over Ben, ready to kill him. And then, Luke reveals the full truth, that he had been tempted to strike down his nephew, only for a fleeting moment, but that moment had dire consequence, as Luke had ignited his lightsaber. Now, in Ben's version of the story, we see Luke with an angered expression. About to strike him down. But in Luke's full telling of the story, if we assume that to be the truth, shows his mistake that his accidental ignition of his lightsaber caused Ben to think he was trying to kill him. And he was more like, Ben, wait! You know, and Ben brought the hut crashing down. So that is probably the most famous example of the Rastramon effect. In The Last Jedi is the stories of Ben's betrayal. Told from multiple points of view. In fact, it reminds me of the Joker telling the story of his scars in The Dark Knight. Two different versions of the same story. Other uses of the Rastramon effect in The Last Jedi. (laughs) Namely, when Rey uh, touches Ben Solo's fingers, (laughs) she sees his future. Which turns out to be true, from a certain point of view. She said to him, No, you will not bow before Snoke. You'll turn. Well, guess what? She was right. He did turn. But not in the way she thought. In fact, Luke had told her, Ray, this is not going to go the way you think. Ray didn't listen, and she ran off. And because she had interpreted what she saw in Ben's mind she interpreted it a certain way which is not the way it actually went there's the Rastramon effect or not so much the Rastramon effect but the point of view Ray's point of view and then Snoke reached in the Ben Solo's mind. And said, Yo, I see him turning the lightsaber to strike true. He ignites it and kills his true enemy. Well, guess what? Snoke thought that was Rey. That that his vision was referring to. Or thought in reading Ben Solo's mind, that that's the future you was seeing. That then would strike down Rey. Well, turns out, everything Snoke said, turning the lightsaber to strike true and killing his true enemy, well, guess what? That was all true, but, yet again, Snoke interpreted it from his point of view. And didn't realize that what he was actually seeing is Kylo turning the lightsaber and killing him. Killing Snoke instead. Yep, point of view. So, there are many other examples I'm sure we could talk about, but for me, the greatest parallels between Star Wars and Rashomon or in The Last Jedi, and in Return of the Jedi. So those are my thoughts on the parallels between Rashomon and Star Wars. Let me know if you see any more. Rashomon is a movie I highly recommend. Worth the watch, and let me know if you see other parallels with Star Wars. My name is Brennan Mara, that noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.